0: Listen
1: honey, listen honey. Listen honey, listen honey. Listen honey. Okay, I legit woke up in the most excited nerdy way today because of today's topics we're going <laughs> to be talking about. So, I'm just just I'm just going to jump right into it. Um I am here with my girl Camille Lewis, who is an intimacy expert, a sex therapist, and Camille, the reason why I woke up today geeked out excited is because I love talking about this shit. I, I just love delving into those difficult questions that were weird for my culture to talk about when I was younger, things I wish I had an auntie or like a book to read from. And now that I'm grown and I have people like you, I can talk about it freely and hopefully help somebody else. So thank you for being on the show.
2: Thank you so much for having me again. I'm really looking forward to this and I feel you. I love talking about this stuff too. So I'm ready to get into it.
1: Absolutely. And so the last time that uh, Camille was on the show, we, we, We went into my personal questions about intimacy and why we behave the certain ways we do, how our background has, you know, has to do with it. But this time we're doing something different um, where we're going to bring in my fam questions, my fam meeting, all you guys out there and actually Camille's followers. So let's jump into these questions, Camille. Thank you. (laughs) Quarantine life, girl. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right, right. Okay. So um, do you mind if I start off with a question? Go for it. Cool, okay, so Marav, um, thank you for taking in all those questions off my DMs. Why don't you hit us with the first one?
0: When you start dating someone and begin to become physical and um, they have an odor down there, um, kind of like BO um, since it doesn't really go away. How do you tell them?
1: That's so real.
2: So That's real. So
1: real real. I love that one cuz that could just be us too.
2: Absolutely. That
1: could be us ladies,
2: you know. 100%. What I mean?
1: And by the 100%. way, I just want to say the worst feeling ever is when you've been running around and doing your natural girl things that you do whether it's work, maybe a workout, running the mall, going to CVS, doing all your things. And then all of a sudden, your man just wants to get busy wherever it is, and you're in your mind like, "Hold up, just gotta freshen out. Hold up, we have a wife in the house." <laughs> okay, so Camille, you're the expert. Why don't you take that question first? I have a real life example, but like, I, I want to hear yours.
2: For sure, I I also do, but I think that um, this is such a real question, especially because like body parts. Go through changes. We go through changes like seasonally, what we're eating, what is going on in our pH, especially for women and people with vulvas. So I totally get this question. And I think that it's like the the issue is that like, we were not taught to talk about sex in any capacity. So when we think about sex, we're just like, oh, it's just like hot and sexy. And it's goes amazing every time when in actuality, like bodies make noises and odors and liquids and different, and it gets messy sometimes. So I think first just like, understanding that this is like, this is normal. People can't exactly be running from place to place. And then your boo just wants to get it popping and you're just like, so uncomfortable. But I think sharing with your partner, just like a little bit about what that experience is like for you will ultimately bring you closer. Because if you're noticing like an odor and you're not really participating a hundred percent as a result, and you're just like, you know, moving your head and your neck to get away from it. And you're like, please let this be over. Like, they're not going to enjoy it as much. You're not going to enjoy it as much. So bringing it up, is just like, Hey, like, why don't we make sure that we are like showering a little bit more before this, or like what's happening elsewhere in your body too? Because if you have like different odors and stuff, like maybe there's something that's going on in your digestive system or something like that. So I think just normalizing, like this stuff happens and don't like put yourself in like an excruciating situation just to make them comfortable.
1: Right, right. that's a really good point. The diet part that you just mentioned is such a real one. Any of y'all all of a sudden deciding to try like these keto diets or going vegan, get, get ready. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> the gurgles and the bubbles and the part Ooh. down there is going to be popping, like Camille said. Um, my advice is similar to yours. Number one, I absolutely agree with you that if you can't even talk about these things with the person yep. you're getting busy with, you really shouldn't be getting busy with them. Like yeah. for real, for real. I'm talking about obviously, you know, when it gets to a point, like um, our, our question, our person who asked the question said, clearly they're in a relationship now where it's moved on, where, you know, yeah. it's not a one night stand, right? So we ruled that out, right? One night stand would have determined if you would have another encounter. But in this case, you should get to a point with your boo where you guys can talk about this. I think it's so fun too, when you're in a relationship and you can talk about like, okay, tell me which part Like, I want to hear a sound or I want to hear a Yelp. I want to hear, I want to see some expression when I'm doing this right. And you go down and you do whatever it is you do. And that person's like, yes, hold up, hold up, hold to the left. Okay. there. The whole thing is just fine. And part of that conversation is also like, hey, so sometimes around my time of the month, she gets real like sensitive. So I want a moment sometimes to go and do my lady things because she wants to be pretty for you. Whatever, however you want to say it, you should be able to have that conversation. And I also want to say on the adverse end, some of y'all men out there do not know or realize that the shake, shake and tuck is really not doing what we need to be done when we play together. Like it's not doing the full deed. So I for personally get disgusted if I'm going to smell any urine or if there's any like, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you know, yeah. day. So what I think is important is, is, is presenting it in a way, if you feel like you're going to embarrass your boo presenting it in a way that, that says, you know, I love to play with him, you know, whatever you call him jelly belly or like whatever it might be like, um, the Dark Force, whatever you got the name. Because y'all have a name. You all know you have a name. So, okay, you know me and Dark Force. We like this. And whenever I feel like I need to just, you know, reach in there and give Dark Force a little love or say what's up, I like to be able to do that freely, whether it be with my hand, whether it be with my, my tongue, whether it be with my lips. And so could you just make sure Dark Force is always taken care of for me? Because I would hate for anything else to stand in the way of my love and what dark forest yeah. can feel from the love I have to give, you know I think it's fun to just say it in those ways just mm-hmm. so he's like got you and the last thing any guy or girl wants is yeah. to have any hygienic problems stand in the way of that you know and mm-hmm. and when you open up the conversation to talk about it already then that person can be free to say like hey like body's adjusting differently right now. I don't know what's going on, but let's take a break for a couple days and that's okay. You know? And you obviously respond with like, Oh my God, cool. Well, let's play with some other parts of the body, you know, and, and, and have that, that at it. And I also want to say, um, cause I, I, I heard the founder and I loved her products after I kind of heard her journey, but the honey pot, which is sold at target, they sell like these little personal wipes. If you want to put them in your bag, ladies, Gents, you could do the same thing, but you, all your stuff is probably held in her bag anyway. So if you have a couple of those wipes, it helps so much to be like, I don't know, just be right, let me just go. And then, poo, poo, poo. Yay, let's go, let's do this. So <laughs> no, I hope that helps you guys out there, because um, I know that definitely helps me. All right, <laughs> let's try the next question.
0: Hey Jeannie, so I was diagnosed with genital herpes when I was 19 my boyfriend then whom I trusted betrayed me by cheating on me and the result was my diagnosis. It's been 10 years and ever since then I've only told one person about my diagnosis. I know that's really bad but I've come to a point in my life where I refuse to have sex with anyone unless I disclose to them but disclosing for me is really hard I feel extremely embarrassed and I feel like that person will judge me and not want to be with me even though I know that genital herpes is a very common Um, you know infection or disease in our society Um, so as a result of all the shame fear and guilt I've become so emotionally closed off when it comes to sex that I haven't even had sex in over two years my question is how do I own and embrace my STI and how do I have that conversation with a potential partner without making it super heavy and you know without making it like it's I'm, I'm a bad person Oh, that's such a good one. And like I said, with those audio questions,
1: I really feel, I feel the shame in our, in our listener and that embarrassment and that weight, Mm -hmm. that weight to carry for so many years since a teenager. Um, Camille, how would you take that one?
2: Yeah, I, I also could hear the shame, you know, and I think that as a sex therapist, shame is probably one of the most common things. I work with and it's because there's so much stigma and so much shame. And it's kind of like our society intends you to feel damaged. If there's anything that feels out of like what's considered to be the norm, when in actuality, like people and bodies get sick all the time, STIs are incredibly common and that shouldn't prevent you from being able to tune into your sexual self because your sexual self still matters and you still deserve play and pleasure and desire. And I think it's also about like when you're thinking about your relationship with your body, what comes up? Like, where is that fear? Like, do you feel like you literally want to like crawl into yourself? And when you're disclosing, which I think it's fantastic that um, this listener is, adamant about disclosing, because I think that that just provides safety and consent. And just know that like you're doing so in the same way that people can advocate for condom use or advocate for what they want in bed and in their kinks and different things like that. This is part of like the sexual language. So just understanding that this is also gonna give you an opportunity to become closer to one another and to open up play. I think acknowledging that this happens and is really regular and that the shame and everything doesn't have to be your story forever. So learning to like forgive yourself for when that comes up and also acknowledging that you deserve to have fun too in a sexual life.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Let's start off first that 5% of people in the world have genital herpes. That's 187 million. So, A, that's to encourage you to say it's not uncommon. You're not crazy. You're not dirty. You're not, you know, um, society's like, you know, weird, like, you know, people that we should avoid. No, it, it's a common thing. However, it's also common because there's a lot of people who are sl- saying, are, are also stuck with the same dilemma like you. How mm-hmm. do you talk about this? Who deserves to know? You know? And so, first, I want to applaud you for being straight up and honest and being responsible about your body and knowing actually being self-aware to know that, no, this is something I should be talking to people about. And this is why I can't be out here thought and bopping and just passing this around. That right there, my friend is so incredible. That right there is 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 the number one thing that most people wouldn't even care to think about. So mm-hmm. you're an amazing woman just right, right there mm-hmm. off the bat. So what I would say first is, um, as much as I love a good homing myself, I was very like promiscuous when I was younger, but I didn't always give up the good, if, if you know what I'm saying. Like I always knew how to play. I always knew how to, you know, enjoy intimacy, but not always have to give it up. So the one thing I want to say, just cause it's coming from my perspective, is this is a great thing for you. If you want to look at the bright side is, is that you actually are, you're precious about your intimacy. Some people, because we don't, we kind of can free ball and go out there because we don't have anything we have to be concerned about. That can lead us to, you know, unplanned pregnancies and other um, unfortunate um, STIs. Could be that can be real, even even worse. So I just want to say that's a great thing that this means for you that the persons that you want to have sexual relationships with are people that are deserving of it. People who are worth your time. I can tell you so many sisters out here, so many of us out here who got a long list of people that we we wish we could delete and erase from our timeline. We got so many people that we were like, "Why? why? I wish I didn't have to. So, so that's, I just want you to flip perspective. It's not a bad thing. And then on top of that, if it were me, If it were me and I had herpes, I would first get to know my my situation. And the one thing I know about herpes is that you're only in danger of infecting somebody else if it flares up. So I know there's many remedies out there and great medicines that if you are continuously on it and you're responsible, you won't have to worry about infecting somebody else. It's pretty much like like, um, um, the bat is is kept in its cave. It's good. So you got to make sure that you're doing that. And then on top of that, the conversation to have this is a beautiful conversation to have when somebody is like, I don't care. I I love you and I want to be with you. And so long as I can trust you to know that you're taking care of that situation. Um, And we can talk about it if signs flare up because you get signs before, when you know it's about to happen and that's when you can abstain. But that's a great conversation to have with somebody. So what I would say is first first, pay attention to the, signs of this person on whether or not they're even worth getting into the bedroom right enjoy dating enjoy getting to know people enjoy like conversing and 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 the fun text flirting that takes place and maybe social distance dating whatever y'all do it and do it out there and then when times up for that conversation because you've already built a relationship which is so good you don't have to bring this out this is not the first date conversation hopefully like a month in i would say or something but then you can say hey I have great feelings for you. I, I want to see this continuing into something. I'm hoping this could be longer lasting than just a few dates we've had. And I wanna be really honest with you. And this is how I'm trying to show you that I would like for you to be in my life longer if this works out. So with that said, I do have a, I do have an STI. It's general herpes. I've been very safe with it. And to be honest, it's embarrassing. It's hard to talk to other people about this because I can't just go out there giving this information to everybody. But I will give it out to somebody who I hope can be in my life for longer than just a moment. And that said, the good news is I have it under control. You don't have to worry about getting infected because I have it under control, I'm on medication, and for that, you, I can live a normal life and never have any run-ins with it or put anybody in danger. But if I were to feel that it's um, flaring up differently or or um, that it could put you in danger, I will, just like this conversation, have that conversation with you. because there are other ways that I'd love to be intimate with you and, and share moments with you. And so you wouldn't have to worry about that being the only thing that keeps this relationship alive. Yeah. I get an even, cause that was kind of amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, you can write that down as your script, girl. Go ahead and use that or just play. I'm, I'm
2: taking notes. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, 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 saying that towards the listener. Cause I know when, when you're the person beholding the secret, it's so it's so much harder to know what the words are to say. I know I call my friends all the time. I call them Rob all the time to be like, okay, this bitch is killing my vibes over here. How do I tell this to her? But if you were to ask me, Camille, I would, I would, give, you the, I would give you the full script. So it's like easier to come from another person, but I hope yeah. that helps you. And for anybody else who has that issue, congratulations on being a decent person to have these conversations with people so we can have a healthier world out there.
2: For real, I think that the education piece too, like the more you're educating yourself about your body, then the more preventative care that you can take and the more you can learn about it and yeah, how to detect flares and how to predict them. And I think that that's really helpful. Absolutely. So I had a question about masturbation and the question is how can I incorporate masturbation into my relationship with my partner? Um, yeah, so I love that. Do you want to respond first or you want me to? Oh,
1: that's an interesting one um, because I'm picturing how I masturbate mm-hmm. and I'm comfortable enough with my partner to bring that in in a cool way to turn one another on. I think it's so no. hot when both parties mm-hmm. play with themselves and show you what one another likes. Yes. Um, and how we got about it in order to give this person advice is I think you just confidently, like it's very, it's a very like just a confident move to kind of be mm-hmm. like, sit back. Let me show you what you're working with here. And hey. actually take them on like a tour of like how you like this, flicked, touched, licked, whatever it is you do. And and honestly, just watch it. Like if you literally, let's say a great day where you're feeling good about yourself, right? And you come fresh out of the shower because that's always a nice, confident moment. And you lube up, you know, or oil up your stuff. You got your, your you know, your body bling on, whatever it is that you girls use. And you put on something cute that can be taken off and you come out. And before even just getting into it, the way people neck and and, and kiss and then all of a sudden it happens, just kind of pushing your mate back to be like, take a seat. And, and say, I just want to, I just want to, I want to show you, what she likes or whatever it is that you want to say. And let's just begin doing what it is you do, you know, late night hours on a Friday night when nobody's watching, but when it's not as the sexy and you're just getting yourself on, but taking yourself to full, full orgasm by yourself is really cool. And then maybe even not finishing and then having that person jump in to take place right after, right before you're almost at your peak, I think that's just a fun little one-man one, one show, one-woman show that that can easily immediately now be replicated if that person wanted to go and please you that way too. Or now you can flip it and be like, let me see how you do it, you know, and, and get them invited to play with themselves in front of you, knowing that it's only going to bring to a great ending.
2: What do yeah. you think? I agree a hundred percent because it's I think we think of masturbation as this thing that we have to do like alone at night in the dark. And then we like close the computer right afterward because we're like, what did I just do? Right, right. <laughs> I think doing it with your with your partner, with your mate, you get to, like you said, show them what you like. And you might have developed like a language of how to touch and play with one another that feels good and also like this is another layer of pleasure and showing them that is I think a great confidence boost it's great to do kind of like next to each other also in like a mutual masturbation situation both kind of like watching the same thing or fantasizing about the same thing or kind of like having like these sexual conversations and just like stimulating one another because you're building that tension, that excitement, you're switching up your routine, you're kind of like increasing your capacity for a different type of pleasure. So I think that that's really exciting way to be like giving permission to be like, yes, we do this together and I do this separately, but like, how can we do this both together and separately? Um, that's a really great way. I also think like incorporating toys when you are having like intercourse um, is a really great way to do it. Like, cause I think that also for women or for people with vulvas or clits, they're like, okay, if I'm like getting penetrated, then I just need to let that happen. Like that needs to just be the only way I'm getting pleasure. I don't want him to feel bad. I don't want to make him feel inadequate, but like, if you bust out that toy during, and like, you're getting that like clit stimulation on top, then you can really like show, like there's this exciting new element that you can bring in. So it's also kind of having like this dynamic type of play, which is really fun too.
1: Absolutely. And for couples who have been in it for a long time, let's say you all been quarantining and you're sick of like the one-two-go moves that you've got. Exactly. Right? Ringing in masturbation is actually so fun because you can find new inventive ways to, to entice one another. And I think people, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a scientific fact, so I'm gonna throw this out there. Don't Google me, but I'm just gonna say, I think our G-spots, Get enhanced or change with age. I think our. I, I think how I used to get off when I was younger doesn't stay that way till I'm forty. Like I think now I notice things that I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that that worked. Okay, keep pressing that, and it, and it's like a whole new thing, you know. So so mm-hmm. masturbation can be always like renewing.
2: Yes, I love that renewing exactly. exactly.
1: Absolutely. Okay, you got another one.
2: Yeah. So I've got one that says is there something wrong with me? I'm a virgin and I get turned on by anything sexual, either a pick or a talk or anything like a lot. Um, so I like this question because I feel like that is there something wrong with me part? is like the first question that people ask themselves when they're t- thinking or talking about sex. And so that's kind of why I picked that one out. But do you wanna, do you wanna jump in? Do you want me to?
1: Yeah, well, um, mine is just kind of short. I would say that the reason why it's coming, it's sometimes it just helps to understand why things act, re, you react the way you do so that you can just like put that to rest. The reason why that's jumping out is probably because you're either insecure about your virginity, which you have no reason to do, by the way. You're like a sorcerer to me, you're a queen to me, um, or a king if that's a, a man. Um, but um, also that it's always going to keep coming up unless you get more confident about why you saved your virginity. And that is your right. And that is you're doing something the majority of people could never do out here. If you notice music and, and, and media and challenges, busted challenges are all sexually driven, all of them. So it actually is awesome for you to abstain from something that everybody thinks, you know, the grass grows so much greener when you've experienced it. No, it depends on who you've experienced it with. And even then how you experience it makes it such a much more of a fruitful experience. So I want to tell you, it's amazing that you're a virgin. Get more confident about it because if you don't, it's going to come up all the time and it might even affect whether or not you can continue. And then the second thing I was going to say is, um, you might also just have like a little bit of a pervy mind. I know I do. I still can't to this day, if someone says balls, I like, I snicker and I'm just terrible. Like the sting. I got on the podcast saying that this was penis, like pointing straight at my face. I'm terrible. So also don't take it too seriously. If you're kind of that person, you'll turn out okay. Like me with a little bit of a pervy mind, pick and choose when it's, you know, okay to share out loud, but otherwise it might be just that too.
2: Yeah. I like that. I think, yeah, it's so true because, um, I think we're also like really socialized to only think about sex with like before sex and after sex, like virgin, -virgin. non-virgin when there's so much in between that, like before you've had sex, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. After you've had sex, that doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. And like, we all have a sexual world with or without ever having partnered experience, Mm -hmm. you know, children have interest in their body parts and pleasure and people who are in their nineties do too, who maybe haven't had sex in a while, or maybe are abstinent or celibate, all of these different types of phenomena or religious reasons, even that doesn't preclude you from ever being interested in sex. And I think that when there's shame around it, which we I've said like 80 million times today, but it's so real. And so I think it's just like forgiving yourself and understanding that this is normal. It's normal to be turned on. It's normal to be curious. It's normal to be excited by different things because it's also maybe a world that feels unfamiliar to you. So maybe you're fantasizing a lot and you're just like thinking about all of the what could be's. And I think that you can allow yourself to go there because I think that's going to inform what you want if and when you decide to um, enjoy sex with another person, but there's nothing wrong with you. Everything. It's all good.
1: All right, well, let's take one more question because um, I love having this time with you, Camille. So let's see if we can help our family out with one more.
0: People always say that you need to love yourself first before you can expect anyone to love you back. Yeah. So is it essential for the health of a relationship to overcome all your little insecurities about yourself or self-esteem issues before entering that
1: relationship? That's so good. Mm-hmm. Very introspective person. Mm -hmm. okay who do you want to go me who
2: do you want I can jump in please um yeah I think that there is like a lot of language around like being this fully healed person before you enter into a relationship with somebody else or somebody for the first time and I get that to a certain extent because we want to feel like we're presenting our best self and I also think that a lot of our healing comes interpersonally so even if you're getting over a bad breakup or experiencing some trauma, I think that a lot of times you go into your head and you again, think about the what ifs, if you can trust yourself and another person to open up an interrelationship with them, they might be able to show you with experience that like you can trust, you can heal, you can grow, you can move forward. And I think we learn a lot from each other. So having to like do all of this work by yourself in isolation and then be ready for somebody. I think that that is a bit challenging when we learn a lot from like our communities and our relationships. So give yourself that chance to like be a work in progress and you can continue the work when you're with them. You can know what you struggle with and where you excel and like trust them to show up for you and trust yourself enough to be vulnerable with them.
1: Absolutely. I'm tag teaming you on that answer. Work in progress is the key word to accept about us. And it's actually a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I do not believe that you should be completely healed and completely perfect from your insecurities, your childhood issues, whatever it is you've got going on, which by the way, all of us have a laundry list of them. The only thing I do ask that I think is essential to have in a relationship and you might gain it through the relationship, but it's nice to figure it out pretty early on so that you can start handling it is to be self-aware. It is Mm -hmm. so important to be self-aware of what your issues are so that when you get into a relationship, if you find something triggers it, you can talk to your partner to say, okay, you know what? I have an issue. I'm just giving an example. No, actually, this is real life for me. I have an issue with a hot temper. I'm very, very hot tempered, especially if I feel violated or unheard. If, if, if somebody makes me feel like, and, and this is obviously, it comes from me having been abused when I was younger. So I, I'm aware, I, I know what it is. No, let me start off. Growing up through my whole teenage years, I always got into fights. I have so many scars on my legs from just getting into literal fist fights or getting jumped. And I was always like, well, how do I go from two to all of a sudden taking a bottle against a bitch's head? Like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. And I realized that later on when I started to actually delve into my biggest insecurity, which was not my insecurity, my biggest trauma, which is my childhood abuse, that mm-hmm. everything happened, everything after that caused these issues within me that I'm still dealing with t- today today. So like when I told people and nobody believed me, that made me feel invalidated. And now if you try to tell me that I'm not real or I'm not telling the truth, immediately the one goes to like an eight. And I gotta learn like they didn't mean that or maybe take some time, but I can't have two, three, four, five, six before I need to go to an eight, you know? Or if I feel like violated, if somebody makes me feel insignificant so that they can take advantage of me, also a result of child abuse, So now if somebody makes me feel insignificant or tries to run a quick one by me, that also boils me up, but I'm smart enough to know how to tackle that and handle it. So, so my point is because I knew that and I get, when I got into a relationship, there were many times where I popped off and Jay's like, Whoa, what, what's going on? Not knowing he said something that's checking me or hitting those triggers, but I had to teach him like, be careful what you say. You, You do not say these words because that makes me think that you're invalidating me or that makes me and I know that you're not doing that but it makes me feel that and I'm working on it so I'm not perfect but if you could just hold back on some of those things then it won't trigger me and give me some time because I'm going to get past these things and I have gotten better because he knows the triggers now he knows what not to say and then I'm daily working on that that so that I know how to communicate my issues better and it doesn't always have to be a Real Housewives looking fight. So that, that's where I'm at. But my point was, I, I played that out for you because I want you to see how those insecurities and those those things that you're working through can actually be a beautiful bonding with your partner because I promise they have issues too. And as you guys are honest about them, they can open them up. The, problems, the problem where it's gonna fuck up your relationships is when you're not self-aware. So say I, if I had a hot temper and I was like, I'm fine, it's you. Which we see a lot in reality shows. If that person is like, "I can't deal with you because you have a hot temper," and I'm sitting here like, "It, it must be you," then because I'm fine over here and I'm not owning any of it, then that becomes like, you know, you come, you become combative. You you see, is it combative or combative? I've always wondered. Thank you. I threw it an you got it, You got it. But like as you move on in different relationships, that's actually a really good sign. If you notice in your relationships that you are constantly either getting into the same type of fights or breaking up for the same type of reasons, if you can own what it it was on your part that you've done wrong, even if the person was a jerk and deserved to be broken up with, but if you can at least own if a lot of those problems came from you, start to really figure out what the seed is that continues to trigger you. And and the more you can be self-aware about that, the healthier you'll be in your future relationship if you can communicate that. Yeah. It sounds like so much work, but I promise it's fun when you meet somebody who's actually willing to meet you there and you guys see progress together. It's so rewarding.
2: Absolutely. I, I
1: knew I was excited about this talk for a reason. <laughs> I, love, I Camille, I love this ish. I swear, if I wasn't a television personality, um, I would want to get it. Like if I had time, to, like not time, but if I could go back in school and because yeah. I skipped college, but When I think about it, this is the practice that I would have gotten into psychology, (laughs) therapy, intimacy, um, just more education behind sexual knowledge, like all of these things. So so I really respect what you do.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of similar because as a TV personality, like you have to talk to people and learn people and adapt to them. So I see why it can be interesting. And I was looking forward to this so much too. I'm so excited. I love our conversations.
1: I'm so glad. Okay, well, fam, you know what to do. If you enjoyed this conversation with Camille, first off, follow Camille.lewis on her Instagram. And Camille, where else can we find and support your work?
2: Yeah, you can um, reach me uh my website, which is CamilleLewis.com, which is K-A-M-I-L-L-E-W-I-S. And um, yeah, that's about it. Instagram is a great way. Um, if you're looking for therapy, I'm taking new clients. And also if you're looking for sex therapy, Los Angeles sex therapy is a practice that I work through. So you can kind of find me there.
1: That's really important, too, because you can easily, as you can see, handle so much through Zoom and and social distancing um, sessions. So, Mm -hmm. yes, hit Camille up. And if you love this, um, please do make sure that you leave a review somewhere. If you're doing this on iTunes, Spotify, wherever it is, leave a review because I love going back to them and reading which guests that you um, learn from most. And we can have them come on like Camille did again. So thank you so much for
2: this. Thank you so much for having me. I really had a great time. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey. Listen, honey, listen, honey.